Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. This week, we have Kobe Hood, Assistant Director of Stadium Operations and Events for the Amarillo Sod Poodles, AA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. If you like this episode, make sure to go back and listen to one of the other 99 older episodes. There's something back there for everyone. Would love to do more shout outs in 2022. Haven't had one yet, but uh, let's get to it. Drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts, everybody, please. That really helps drive us up the charts, turns more people into members of the TARP crew. And in case you missed it, There is a designated Twitter account for the podcast, so go ahead and follow that at PoolingTarpPod. That's where you can find all up-to-date news about the Pulling Tarp Podcast, and you can reach out about becoming a guest there, and businesses can reach out as well to become sponsors. And if you really want to, you can follow me personally on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. Guys, don't forget there is merchandise. There's Pulling Tart Podcast stickers, coffee mugs, and wall art. Uh, you can find that on tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Um, and there's also a link tree in the bio of our Twitter account. That'll take you really anywhere you can listen to the podcast, and it'll take you to where you can buy merchandise. Guys, I really just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you so much to all of the listeners and guests. We're at episode 100. I really can't believe it. When I first started this podcast over two years ago, Uh, It was right after I left uh, my position in minor league baseball. I really didn't know if anyone would listen or continue to listen. I didn't know if I would have enough guests to come on the podcast. I am truly amazed and honored by the love everyone has shown me and the Pulling Tart podcast. For that, I thank you. I thank you very much. Now let's cut out the sappiness. With that being said, let's chat with Kobe Hood for the 100th episode. Kobe, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Super excited to have you on for the 100th episode. Can't believe we're we're in it this far. 
Um, let's start off with, uh, you know, the Sod Poodles are your, the first team that you've worked for in minor league baseball. What made you want to get into MILB? Um, honestly, I was bored. Okay. Um, I just graduated, uh, from UNT, uh, with, uh, my master's in sport management and it was in, what was that? 2020. Um, so right smack dab in COVID as it was heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am sport management degree, want to do sports and there aren't any. Um, so I, I sat around, um, until this would have been February, March. Um, whenever I finally got um, a notification about this job, it was an internship up here. And I was like, you know, even though I'm, I feel like I'm older for an internship, you know, I was 26 at the time. Um, and I had no, I had no actual experience in stadium ops, which is what I'm you know, doing now. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know what, let's, let's do it. I need something to do. I want to work in sports. Um, I've been connected with baseball, um, previously working at A&M. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, let's do it. Let's just take our shot here. Um, and then, you know, that's I ended up with the internship, got put on full time that year. And then here I am at a different level of it too. I'm still working with them. And so it's just, it kind of came out of necessity and boredom. Um, you know, okay. sitting around for a few months. And I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just go for it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's that's one thing you will not be anymore working in minor league baseball. You certainly will not be bored. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, your your time is full out here. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Um, especially this time of year, it's starting to you're staying at the ballpark a little bit more every day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are about forty days out to opening day. Um, and in that time, like this week alone, I'm on the events side of things with operations too. Mm-hmm. I'm not just the stadium ops. I do events as well. Sure. And I mean, we've had one, I think we have one every day this week alone. And that's on top of trying to get the stadium ready for the season itself. Yeah. So it, it, it's just jam packed from here out. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude. So th- let's address the elephant in the room here. Anybody that saw the picture that I posted on Twitter knows that you have a sick handlebar mustache. Um, very few people can can rock it. What made you want to grow the handlebar mustache? There, there's a few things to go into it. Um, so I, I like I said, I worked with the the baseball team at A and M. I was doing athletic training, um, and so I got going with them uh, during that time. Um, I made buddies with um, one guy, Daniel Mingdon. Um, he pitched for the, the A's um, yeah. a few years back, and he'd already been drafted, but we got to become friends, and he had a big old mustache. Um, and he would do that. He started that at A&M, and then kept it going while he was you know working his way up through the A's. So I got to see it then, and I was like, oof, baseball mustaches. That's I loved it. Yeah. You know? Um, but then we'd also, at all our baseball camps, we'd always talk about who's your favorite baseball player, who's your favorite baseball player. And you know, when you're doing that every week with these camps, you'd want to come up with some interesting ideas. Um, and so one time I just said Raleigh fingers messing around, Mm -hmm. um, but then got more into it. And I was like, dude, here's another all time baseball mustache. So I always loved this idea of it. Um, and then while I was working with the softball team at North Texas, um, I was like, you know what, let's go for it. Uh, I just started letting it grow out. Um, I could never really grow one, but then finally I just full committed to it, let it go. And I was like, this is going to be a thing now, you know, if I, if, whether I'm continuing in baseball or softball, whatever, 
let's rock the the mustache um because I, I just love the idea of it. it's something like you don't see it much in other sports it's a yeah it's really a baseball thing that you get the mustache um so i was like let's go for it and it worked out perfect coming out here um i just kept it going everyone okay. loves it it seems okay i'm sure i mean i don't i don't know if you're a, a taken man or what have you but if you're on the dating apps i'm sure it's a good talking point um <laughs> it, it, it can be divisive <laughs> um you know there's some people that are like hey you need to shave that thing and then there's others that just absolutely love it um so you know when it when it comes to to the dating side of things it can go either way uh, but we had a guy um that has a pretty gnarly mustache out at our stadium um one of our vendors he had said if if a woman asks you to shave or if you shave your mustache for a woman you deserve neither is what he'd said yeah um and so he was like dude put that on a bumper sticker everything so he <laughs> I, I love that idea of that you know if you if they don't want it and you're gonna shave for them you didn't need either one of them okay yeah i i agree with that i am i think i've had so i used to just be clean shaven and now i'm growing the beard um and and my wife likes it um but I've, I've been doing this probably for i don't know six to eight months now i don't know if i can go back man like grow exactly you know shaving you know i I was never the type of guy to shave every day. I would shave like maybe once a week or so. Um, I don't miss it, man. But I, I mean, also I can't trim my beard either. I got to go to the barber shop and do it. Like I, I just pay somebody else to do it. But, um, but yeah, the I, I am digging the facial hair life here. So, um, I gotta ask, what's what's the regimen like to maintain that handlebar mustache? I have to, I use oils, um, wax, um, stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've, I've literally got it here. I didn't know if this is a video one or not, but you know, just to show you at least if yeah. it's not, I've got, I've got oil that I'm using. I've got wax that I use. Okay. Um, so every, every night, just about, I'll put oil in it just to keep, you know, the, the skin and, um, everything hydrated. I even have like a facial cream that I use for just Okay. routine that's also supposed to be good for it yeah um but yeah in the mornings when i wake up or after i shower i blow dry it um because that helps get the shape yeah, okay I know it, it sounds crazy but it, it's one of those things that if the your facial hair is more malleable if it gets warm so you you blow dry it and then you know use the cool setting to kind of help lock it in okay um and so most days i'll just do that um unless it's you know a game day or something that's whenever i throw in the wax all right uh, if i'm feeling lazy i've got some lighter waxes do more of this longhorn style or if i've got the time for it like that picture you've seen um i've got one that i have to melt it with the blow dryer oh uh, wow the full curl. okay so i've got different levels different styles i can do with it um so it yeah all <laughs> right there, there, there's a lot to it sometimes yeah yeah i would imagine i mean I dig it though, man. It is, it's it's something. Especially, I don't know if you're if you're in sales at all at the at the stadium, no. um, but even on game days, man, it's it's some it's just a talking point. It's you know yeah. so, something to talk to uh, season ticket holders or fans with. It's again with the dating apps. It's something for the ladies to to just <laughs> even even if they even if they don't like it, it's something they're gonna have a comment about. I'm sure. Yeah. No, um, for sure. So. And, and like you're saying, with with the stadium, since I'm on the off side, I'm also running all our, our yep. game day staff. So I'm mm -hmm. the guy at the front gate. 
when people are walking in. Um, and so it's always fun, you know, seeing people either light up, seeing it, making a comment um, yeah. right as they come in. So whether it's someone, you know, just coming to town for one game or something like that, or it's our regular people, they get to know me with just that part. Sure. Um, I mean, that's the thing. If they even need to grab somebody or if they're needing to find me from someone else that there's been multiple times they're like the guy with the mustache. Right. So it, it becomes an identifier. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it's part of, it's, you know, it's a conversation point, just me standing at the gates there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I think I know the answer to this next question, but I want to ask it anyways, if nobody's ever read your Twitter bio, um, <laughs> what's the best compliment that you've gotten about your mustache? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely the coolest one was meeting Randy Johnson. Um, and to, to keep it Disney here, he just said, dude, that's a sick mustache. Um, he may use a little more choice words there, but having him, you know, this guy that was known for his own mustache, you know, it's a little different style, but right. still the big unit coming out of here and saying that to me, I, I was just floored. I mean, it, it was awesome. A, um, a guy but, that you know, can, uh, a guy that knocked out a, a seagull mid flight <laughs> with a baseball and who also had a pretty sick mustache in his yeah. day too. That's one hell of a compliment, man. No, it, it, it was, it's something that's going to stick with me. I mean, I've got a signed ball from him up there on my shelf. Um, and, and that's nice. going to be a memory. I always have, you know, him literally complimenting my mustache. You, you can't beat that. Nope. Absolutely not. I mean, really the only level up from there is having Raleigh fingers himself. Oh. See it. And, give me a shout out uh that's that's bucket list right yeah there. last time i knew when i was working in minor league baseball and you know doing promotions and stuff like that every once in a while i would get an email saying that raleigh fingers would be interested in coming to to your stadium um he is he does do that you know as far as promotional appearances go if you guys get him to come to the, to hodgetown and oh can you imagine? <laughs> Dude, I, I would be living it up. I mean, it, that would be, you know, the story to tell forever. Um, you know, just getting him to make one comment on it, I'm done. Yeah. I can retire. For sure. Talk, talk to your promo people. Talk, yeah, see, sure. see if they can make that work. <laughs> um, so I was doing research, looking through your social media accounts, um, I, I've never done it. I, I got to ask, how did the one chip challenge go? So I, I'd honestly forgotten I'd done that. Um, you, you reminded me of that, and I had to even go back and watch the video because I was like, man, how did that go? <laughs> um, but then as soon as I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah. It sparked a memory there. Okay. That thing, it it's a late kick. Um, and then once it gets there, you can't escape it. I mean, I love spicy stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I've tried, you know, like some of the hot ones, uh, sauces and whatnot. If you ever watched that show, mm -hmm. um, we've done that. I've done a jalapeno eating contest. It, and that one, it's, it just almost like numbs your mouth because there's just so much heat and you're like, I, I don't know what to do. Right. It, it doesn't matter what you try. It's there <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm stuck with it. Uh, but that's kind of the fun of it too, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so you're also a big sports card collector. Uh, I'm personally not not into it, but I know lots of other people that are. Um, so you collect, you sell, you trade, uh, and all kinds of different sports, right? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I do. I do all the sports really except soccer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what's your most important card that you have right now? Uh, again, you know, I, I brought stuff with me here. because right. You know, you wanted to see others. Um, I've got a Daniel Mingden one of one rookie card. Okay. Uh, PSA ten. Um, again, with that being a guy that I became real good friends with, that one to me is special because it's. I mean, like I said, it's a one of one. It's his rookie. Uh, no one else has that card. Wow. Um, and so, like, I collect a lot of his stuff. I think it's, you know, fun to collect people, you know. Yeah. Um, so that one's huge to me. Um, and then another, you know, sticking with the mustache theme, I've got this Raleigh Fingers rookie card. Um, That's what, I, I, It's before the mustache uh, on there. You know, he didn't start growing that till 72. Okay. This is a 69. Um, so those are my, my special ones to me, um, you know. One's a guy I know, the other one I don't, but yeah. both mustaches. Yeah. Did Mingden come up through Oakland, the system? or did I, he get... I, I want to say yes. Okay. Um, again, he had been drafted the year before I was working with A&M. Okay. Um, and so I didn't know who he got drafted with. I want to say it was um, through them, because that would have been... Man, I, I even have a card with him on one of his minor league teams. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think he came through city. Beloit when I was there. I don't think he was there. Okay. Yeah, because they were an Oakland affiliate when I was there. So, um, But I don't... Yeah, I, I'd have to look back and see. I don't... I usually remember people. I don't, I don't think he came through Beloit when I was he, there. He would have been drafted in 13 or 14. Okay. So I don't know if that lines up with when you were there. Yeah, it does. I was I was there from 2013 to 2017. So, okay, I'll have to go back and look yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, so you're in charge of a lot of the game day staff members at Hodgetown. Yeah. What's the worst excuse a game day staff member has ever used to call out of work? I See, I don't know if this could be really considered, you know, the worst is in like a bad one. Um, but to me, the worst is we literally had a wreck. I mean, a block down from where our staff parks and oh. it was one of our staff members. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, so I took, you know, it, it's the worst in terms of like, it actually really sucks for them. Yeah. Um, that she, she literally came walking into the stadium, you know, this 16 year old girl and she's just shaking, crying, telling us, Hey, I'm not going to be able to work. And we're like, go home yeah. we get it we can we saw it right <laughs> we can hear the sirens um <sighs> i mean we get all the usuals outside of that in terms of just i'm sick very general mm-hmm. uh, oh i have plans they they never give you anything specific um right so i, I don't have any juicy stories like that but okay. <laughs> literally seeing a wreck happen and then finding out it was one of our staff members was yeah wild to me yeah Oh, you'll you'll get more as as yeah. your time goes on. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm only a year in, so it, it's right. There's only more time for this to happen. Sure, absolutely. Um, so in your year, what's the craziest situation that's come up during a game that you've had to assist with? Uh, we we've had some interesting, you know, like medical type things i guess um it's always scary when you know you get the radio call about a kid missing everyone kind of goes on alert um you never know what's going to happen especially when you can't find him for a while Mm -hmm. um but we we had a guy that his heart stopped i think three different times oh god um while other 
emergencies were going on too. I remember I took a different call um, because I like with ops, we're the guys that are the, you know, security and the, you know, go-tos for any kind of medical or any emergencies. So I'm taking a call about one thing. I hear chatter about something else going on. And so I take care of what I was doing. And then I was just standing around checking in on something else, not thinking much of what I'd heard. The next thing I know, my boss is radioing me. Hey, I need you over here now. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Get over to the elevator and he's like, hold the elevator. We got to get him out now. Ambulances show up. They bolt him out. I don't get the story until afterwards. Found out he had fallen, hit his head, and he came up just fine. And they're checking on him. And then as they're talking to him, he passes out again. And they're like, uh, oh, we got a situation. Yeah. Put him on the stretcher, um, have him hooked up to everything. And in that time to get him out to the ambulance, uh, I think it was two times, two or three times, heart stops. Um, and yeah, it was nuts. Um, so that one was crazy for sure. Um, definitely rattles you a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think he ended up being fine. I hope. Yeah. Um, we also host concerts. Okay. Um, uh, that's been more of the crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, we had a, a, a Co Wetzel concert, which I, I don't know how many people outside of Texas are going to know who that is. <laughs> um, but just to kind of fill you in on his, um, personality and, and um crowd yesterday would have been six years since he was arrested for a dui and literally made a song about it it's okay february 28 2016 okay uh so so that kind of yeah he has a whole song about that and that kind of gives you an idea of his rowdy crowd you know mullet guy um right football player and everything okay well we had his concert um right at kind of the end of the COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are still trying to do pods and whatnot, um, you know, keep everyone somewhat separated, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was outdoors. And next to our VIP area, we've got barricades up. I'm inside there, and people are getting a little testy, trying to maybe get through or want to go up to the stage. Right. We're holding it down just fine, but then about two songs until the end, Co was like, Hey everybody, come up to the stage. You know, oh, it's like, wow. and then afterwards we're gonna go party at the hotel. We're over here, <laughs> and that's whenever I see this big old boy come running up, grabs the barricade and starts shaking it. I'm holding on to it, trying to keep it down, and the next thing I know, he gets it loose, falls through, and people come flying through. Mm. I had some guys next to me that were, you know, patrons. All of a sudden, tackle a guy because they were mad at him for trying to get through previously tackle him start trying to fight with him another group that was behind there all of a sudden starts just fighting on their own too so we're trying to like not get trampled while breaking up fights our gm comes flying in we've got other staff members coming in i mean it just turned into an all-out brawl right there as well as people trampling (laughs) through so this was me two months into the job yeah and I'm like, holy smokes, what is going on right now? <laughs> mm. It was it was one of those nights that everyone afterwards was like, what just happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened? Man, that is wild. Um, so, from the comments on, on Twitter, you are well aware that um, in the job description, you know, the joke is... Other duties as assigned in minor league yeah, baseball, yeah. right? Um, so so far, 
what's been the biggest other duties as a sign moment in your career? I, I'd say, you know, officially, you know, from anything from above me, it would, it would just be mundane tasks because as you've already kind of seen, like on our side of the job, it's, we do a little bit of everything already. Yep. Um, but unofficially that was kind of just dropped on me and you can't really say no at this point. I had a mom just leave me with her kid at our kid's zone. Okay. She was like, Hey, I'm going to leave. Uh, you'll watch him. Here's my number. Here's what we call him. Here's his name. Um, she's like, I trust you because we were short staffed that night. I was running the kid's zone. So I guess there's kind of another one right there. I'm already just running the kid zone. Uh, and she was yeah. just like, you got it. And just left. Never met this lady before. She just fully trusts me. You're going to watch my kid. And it wasn't like a, a babysit thing. She was cool about it. Yeah. Um, but she was like, and she told him, hey, if you need anything, come up here and talk to Kobe. Um, he'll take care of you. And so, I mean, I had him at one point calling his mom, leaving him a message just saying, hey, mom, just want to say I love you. Like, <laughs> I was just there for him at that point and there was nothing I could do about it. But I mean, it was cool. Um, I mean, even a few months later, she texted me, invited me to his birthday party. You know, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things that, you know, is only going to happen in one of the uh, town, like a Amarillo where yeah. they don't care. They just trust you. It's friendly out here. <laughs> what was she? I had two follow-up questions. Was she single and was she good looking? Uh, I don't know if she was single. I didn't, um, I didn't find out. Um, but she wasn't bad looking. I'll say that. All right. You know, Hey, keeping a professional out there. Absolutely. No advances. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's wow. I never had somebody leave me with a kid. (laughs) I know she, she was something else at one point. She even asked, she was like, Hey, can I get on the bouncy house? And I was like, why not? Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Interesting. Um, so far, do you have any crazy wild tarp stories? I mean, you, you've seen the picture. It's the one you yep. posted uh, first off that was just an absolute downpour. downpour. Yep. I mean, there was there was nothing we could do about it at that point. We got, we got caught trying to see if we could avoid the rain, and... And by the time we were told to go pull it, it just dumped on us. And so it's already, it's making the tarp super heavy. We're stuck doing it, and that's just making it worse. But then on top of that, after that picture, already soaked, we then stood on the tarp instead of putting in any stakes. Yeah. um, Because we were told it's just going to pass. Sure. Yep. It did. We stood out there a good 10 minutes just standing on the tarp getting even more soaked. This also happened to be our what is a sod poodle day. Um, and so we've got our players out there in their full get-up sod poodle jerseys. Yeah. But there's a literal uh, prairie dog over in the dugout that everyone's getting to play with. We're stuck standing there on the tarp waiting for this to pass. Never does. Game gets canceled. Okay. So that one is, you know, crazy to me that, you know, just how awful the rain was. Um, but also got to watch our GM take a tumble one day. Ooh. Um, he, uh, he's on the end trying to help cause it's kind of windy. Well, it's obviously really windy. Yeah. Um, but a gust comes through and he, I guess, forgot, you know, this was a rule that was always told to me. I mean, I, I worked at the ground screw summit and m even yep. if the tarp starts to go, let go. Yep. Don't, yeah, don't let play go. hero. 
your life is more valuable than the tarp. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he forgot that day. No. And held on a little too long. It pulls him up, and you can see him trying to keep his balance, but it keeps going. And pulls him off, and he just tumbles. I mean, full-on barrel roll. Goes rolling. I mean, that same day, we even had a cop trying to run down helping us um, grab the tarp. And as it did, it whipped, and I mean, it got him right in the rear. I mean, it popped him like a towel. Oh, <laughs> so gosh. That day was that day was kind of crazy with the wind. Yeah. Um, you know, those two stories coming out of it with there. Man. Um, so I got to ask you about your choice of footwear for the tarp. <laughs> Are you normally a barefoot guy? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a bold now, I, strategy. I... I love being barefoot in general. Um, okay. I mean, that's what growing up in small towns, that's kind of a thing. You're, you'd run outside anywhere you wanted to go. Barefoot. Yeah. Um, and so then on top of that, if you're going out there for the tarp, it's the easier then, option. Yeah. You, you can either, you can either have wet socks or you can go barefoot. It, yeah. It's what it is for me. I don't bring extras. I don't have the, the time or energy to try to keep socks going, especially if I'm milling mm-hmm. around all day. So I just say, Forget it, full send, going barefoot. Um, I mean, it hadn't been an issue yet. I mean, okay. See, I, I keep traction just fine. <laughs> that's that's interesting. So, when when I was doing tarp pulls regularly, my groundskeepers would tell me not to do it barefoot because they said that there was too many pesticides on the grass that like it would get in between your toes and you know i don't know but i was always a old sneakers with no socks type of guy gotcha gotcha for for that reason but i don't know to to each their own i i needed a little bit more traction yeah yeah (laughs) it's always fun afterwards you know when you get that first pull over that you have to run across the other side and kind of stretch it out try to run across i'd always be one of them to run across just because i wanted to see if i could do it full speed or if i'd have to take little steps okay keep the traction you know yeah. and at the end give a little slide <laughs> on it not, not belly slide on the feet okay okay um so speaking of the what is a sod poodle day are there actually prairie dogs like near amarillo like in the wild there there should be i mean i I haven't been out to look, but I would okay. guess there are prairie dog towns around here. Okay. Um, I know West Texas itself is should be full of them. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever gone to see one myself was down in Abilene, which is, I mean, multiple hours south of us. Okay. But um, Texas in general, for you, it's, it's, it's a, mm-hmm. we're up here, Abilene's down in here. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it is a whole thing out here that there should be the, the prairie dog towns. Yeah. The logo's sick, though. You guys' merch- oh, I, your merchandise kills, too. So I love our logo so much. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's it's one of the reasons that I wanted to come here, just yeah. for being like, number one, saying Sod Poodle, but then being able to wear that logo everywhere. Yeah. It, it's it's an eye-catcher. It's a conversation starter You know, for people for sure. outside of it. They they love it. Like, not, not that you need any more conversation starters, but... <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, man. So what's the best concession item at Hodgetown? I'm a sucker for just a hot dog. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't typically venture out too much in terms of our actual concession stands. Okay. Um, but if you can get up into the club level or anything like that, I love our steak quesadillas. Um, we've got we've got our guy Bruce that makes the best quesadillas. Um, that's one thing anyone in minor league should be doing is making friends with the kitchen staff. One hundred percent. Absolutely. They're gonna feed you, and if you make good enough friends with them, they'll feed you on the side and not have to mm-hmm. make pay a discount. Not yeah. saying I do that if anyone's listening to this, of course, from side poodles. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a thing. Bruce will hook me up with a great quesadilla. He butters it just right, cooks it just right. Perfect, mm. perfect tortilla uh, on his quesadillas. Okay, that does sound good. Um, another person to make friends with would be the clubhouse manager. Yes, absolutely i, I mean, that's yep i was that's always here you know it's it's um oh shoot that's that's one of the big things if they ever if they ever got some extra you know gear from the bigs or anything they're bringing down um that's it i've got a diamonds backs uh pullover yep uh, that they threw my way just for helping them out at different times um but then also you always just want to keep them happy because they're the guys that can make the biggest fuss i think yeah for <laughs> sure um I, I actually helped bring one of my friends. Um, he's actually a former guest on the podcast, Emma Ackerman, uh, the greatest clubhouse manager I ever worked with, um, but brought him from, from Beloit to to um, to Delmarva, actually. And, uh, yeah, he'll hook... If you, do, if you help him out, you know, with the right thing, he'll hook you up with some gear, but also with some food at the end of the night. So. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. There's yeah. so many times <laughs> that I've gone down there as I'm locking up. And, you know, just the first time it truly was an accident. Stick my head in there. Hey, y'all all good. And then they offered me food. And then every time after that, I would just, oh, hey, y'all good. And then right. they offered me food again yes. from all their leftovers. So, yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> that's definitely a benefit, too. For sure. Uh, so you probably only worked with her for a short amount of time from what it sounds like, but what was it like working with former pulling tart podcast guest Tess Bloom? Uh, no, no, she, she was fun. Um, <laughs> Tess is, Tess is a very, uh, big personality person. Okay. Um, yep. That you know, she is. I, I think so being around her there and whatnot. She, she was fun to be around. Um, she always knew what was going on. So if you ever needed to get in on the gossip or just stay in the loop, either one, She's someone you could go to and get the, yep. the down low okay. um, on the the workings of the organization. So it, yeah, it it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, we got to hang out a few times outside of work and whatnot. And nice. It was always fun. Nice. She's Glad she's got to to move on to bigger and better things. You know, congrats to her. Yeah, she got uh, the call up to Slam Diego, right? Yeah, 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 and that's that's hometown for her too. Yeah. So I know she was super excited about it. Not only going up uh, to the bigs, but you know back home her team yeah uh, so absolutely big time for her. love love seeing uh guests of the podcast move move up it's it's awesome um not not that i had anything to do with it specifically <laughs> but hey we'll see you yeah. know right now you've at least got one i don't know how many others but yep. maybe that's the trend here it's, actually it's coming onto this podcast now so i can think of at least three 
former guests that are in the bigs now, and then others that, um, you know, I can think of a guy that I went to college with. Um, he was, um, he kept on moving up in the, in the ticket sales department at the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Now he's the general manager for the Winston-Salem Dash. So, um, he, yeah, I just love seeing I'm, people move up. I'm seeing a trend. I'm yep. seeing a trend. Hopefully it continues here, you know, but yep. I'm digging it. Yeah, you can you can thank me in a couple years from now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, all right, so we do have a couple listener questions. Excuse me. When, when pulling tarp, <laughs> what's the best form to use? Uh, that's from Cody, right? That's from Cody C. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's actually one of my buddies now from from doing the cards. Okay, um, his brother-in-law, uh, fun fact, is the guy that runs the MILB Promotions accounts. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a little you know whole connection here for us. Yeah. Um, but thanks to Cody for the question. Um, no, I, I'd say in tarp, it's number one. You got to get some momentum going. Um, first and foremost, once you lose that, it's it's a mess. Um, but then all those final bits, it's all about the legs, you know, get down into it, squat a little bit, mm-hmm. um, get that last pull. But definitely momentum. I mean, I think that's anyone would tell you. If you got to get moving and keep it moving. Absolutely. And when you're rolling the tarp in or out, you got to push from the bottom. You can't you can't yeah. just fingertip it. You, you, you gotta you gotta get some leverage. That that's the worst because if if it's going if you're just doing that you start feeling it in your shoulders rolling it. Oh yeah, back up. Oh that is that is a shoulder workout for sure. If mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong, if you start getting it right and getting that momentum going rolling it, yep, it's a totally different ballgame. Absolutely. And then um, RD's cards, <laughs> they just said when pulling trim, what's the best mustache form to use? <laughs> I, I don't even know what he's really asking there, but RD, I, I'd say you know just keep the mustache in, in tip top shape there. That, yep. Uh, get the get the blow dryer going, get the wax going. You got to keep it pristine. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot of work, but I'm sure in the end it's it's worth it. Once you get in a routine, it's a lot yeah. easier. I mean, really, my first. Like as I was first trying doing everything, it became such a battle with it. But the blow dryer is the secret. I'm telling you, it makes every it makes so much difference. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. All right, Kobe. Where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, my main account on Twitter is at the Kobe Hood. Um, that's K O B Y. There's no L. Um. And then my, if, if you're into the card side of things um, and whatnot, if you want to keep up with that, um, I don't tweet as much about anything besides cards there. Okay. Uh, it's at the stash stash. Uh, that stash is in mustache, S-T-A-C-H-E, mm-hmm. and then stash is in a collection, S-T-A-S-H. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you can catch me on Instagram as well. Um, you can see all my, well, traveling if I ever get to do it, you know, minor league life, you get yeah. a, a little bogged down. Right. Um, but you can keep up with me there, and that's at Kobe Hood. Um, you know, again, K O B Y, no L. Yep. And then you're also on LinkedIn, right? If, in case anybody wants to connect on there. Yes. Um, I'm I'm not as active on there as I should be. Yeah. Um, honestly. Um, but again, if you if you search my name, um, uh, my picture should still be me from my UNT 
um, days, I think. Okay. You see the mustache, it's me. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Perfect. All right. So I always end each episode with the same question. There's actually a Spotify playlist out there. Uh, the Pulling Tart Podcast walk-up playlist. What has been your favorite walk-up or warm-up song in your minor league baseball career, and whose was it? Um, I'm a big Green Day fan. Okay. Um, and we had Jake McCarthy with Brain Stew. All right. Um, and it, it's just that guitar there. Um, it, it worked perfectly uh, for me. Um, so that's that's you know my personal favorite right there you know it's just kind of a already a favorite song of mine and then yeah i never thought of using it like a walkout or walk up but it, it turned out pretty solid okay very nice yeah so we'll close out with that song kobe thank you so much for being the guest for the 100th episode of the pulling tart podcast super appreciative that you're able to take the time out of your evening um and best of luck this season man and uh Hope everything uh, goes well moving forward. Yeah, thanks, man. It was a, it's an honor, you know, to be the the one hundred here, um, and appreciate it. And you know, again, thanks. This is this is really fun. Absolutely, man. It's awesome. Anytime, anytime. Appreciate it. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.